thank you, thank you. So good to be here. I don't know if you know this, uh, Pastor Ray is, a, is indeed a good guy. And uh, he's a good guy. You know what, it, I am so glad to, to be here with you today. Um, uh, a short time ago, I, I went through a season where I thought I was never going to be teaching on a stage again. Went through a difficult season. I thought, God, you're done with me. It's over. I'm glad that we live in Berks County where we have four seasons. And that seasons change. Goes from one season to the next season to the next season. And I am overjoyed to be here with you. And, you know, I do want to say I am a children's pastor at heart. And if you work with kids out there in any way, shape, or form, I want to thank you for speaking God's word into the next generation. If you teach kids in any way, shape, or form, I want to thank you for sharing God's love with them. You're making a difference. Our world has some ugly, ugly stuff to it. And we need God's word in our hearts, in our minds, and in the minds of our children. Well, anyway, it's December. I'm so glad it is December because now I get to listen to Christmas music anytime I want. And no one can judge me. It's okay because you already got Christmas decorations on the stage. Thank God for that. I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. And I've been listening to Christmas music for a month now. You say a month. Yes, I'm not even kidding you. I'm not lying because lying is from the pit of hell. Lies are bad. A little while ago, I said, I thought I'd never be standing on a stage today teaching God's word. It's because I believed a lie. When you believe a lie, it takes you on a path you don't want to be. But it's December. And we can listen to Christmas music. We can sing Christmas music. I love all different songs. Some songs are kind of funny. Come, they told me, pum. Not quite sure what that's all about, but I love it. <laughs> it's fun. Or how about Good King Wenceslas? Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. I, I'm not quite sure of all that, but it's fun. <laughs> Some songs, they take you to a whole different place. When you're feeling low or you're feeling down, it takes you to a whole different place. Silent night. Oh, boy, that's, that's a wonderful song. It just takes you to a different place. Or how about, Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, that's a good thing. All ye faithful. It's wonderful. You know, there are songs that are fun, funny, but then there are some songs that grip your heart. They get a hold of you. And one of those songs I mentioned to the worship team, thank you, worship team, absolutely wonderful, wonderful leading today. Um, the song called, Mary, Did You Know? Now, I'm not going to sing that song because you've got to be really good to sing something like that. But the, the song goes, Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. And when I hear that song, I think about Mary and I think about what did she know? What did she know when that angel came to visit her? I want to look at Luke chapter 1. Because see, it's December. And we can talk about Mary and the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. It tells us in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Whoa. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus he will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she was, who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And the last verse I'm going to read here is, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. What a moment. What an experience. When I think about Mary's life and I think about the angel showing up and speaking to her, saying, you are highly favored. Then she goes on, it goes on to saying, hey, you're going to be overshadowed. Even down to the innermost parts of Mary's reproductive capabilities. Mary's troubled, and she looks to this angel and says, may it be as you said. Sometimes I look at Mary and I think, man, she's so much better than all of us because she was willing to say yes, yes to everything. 
Sometimes we say yes to God, but we don't say yes to everything. This is every part of her. She was saying, uh, okay, I say yes. She had a powerful experience with God. She said yes. I'm sure it was very uncomfortable. She was pledged to be married. Uh, Joseph, I'm going to have a baby. It's not yours. Oh, great. I'm sorry, Pastor Ray, just got awkward here. It's a story. She has to tell her family, um, this angel showed up. Right, the angel showed up. Gotcha, good story. This is God's word. But when the angel came to her, she was troubled. She heard what he had to say. She said, may it be as you said. Right now, I need someone that's going to help me, who's going to sit in this seat, who's going to be an expert in this story. I need someone who is right now, they're going to become highly favored in this building, in this service. Your life is about to be overshadowed because you came into this building. You came here and said, I just want to sit in a seat. I want to worship God. I want to hear from God. And I'm just here sitting. But you're going to get overshadowed by this grace community. I want someone who loves God. Now, you don't have to be perfect. I don't want someone that's easily offended because I'm going to ask you some questions. It might get a little bit awkward. But I want you to be okay with that. I want someone who is a mom. How about that baby dedication? Congratulations, guys. It's an exciting day. I want someone, no, let's go with a grandmother. Is there somewhere, is there a grandmother out there who would be willing to say, you know what, I will volunteer to come on the stage. Now, it's not going to be difficult. You say, oh, no. You say, oh, this is nervous. You're making me nervous. It's okay. God does this all the time. He says, hey, I'm looking for somebody who's willing to give it all today. Is there a grandmother out there who would help me? Right here, right now. You're pointing to someone behind you. Which one are you pointing to? You're pointing to that. I, the grandmother of the dedication. What a place to go. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, which, which, which one are you be willing to say, you know what, I'll step on the stage today? All right, come on up here. What is your name? Kathy. Let's welcome Kathy to the stage today. You know, Kathy, I don't know you. You don't know me. This could be very dangerous. Because right now, I don't know what you're going to say or do. And you don't know what you're going to have to do. It's very dangerous right now. But you know what? When God, when God speaks to us, and right now your life is over. You came here to sit here and watch this little one get dedicated. It's a beautiful baby, isn't it? She sure is. You're not biased at all, are you? No, because my other granddaughter's sitting here, too. Whoa! All right, come on up here. Come up here. Come on up here. We're going to have you sit right here on this chair. I'm going to try and make this uncomfortable situation as comfortable as possible. All right, let's welcome Kathy to the stage. All right, how, how, many, how many children do you have? I have four. Four children. Now, uh, how many grandchildren do you have? Ten. Ten! You are indeed an expert. Thank God. You see, my journey in my life 
I've never been able to cross that bridge of bringing a child into my, life, into my world. I've had a lot of children around me. So that's why I brought you up here. I wanted someone who knows what it's like to be a mom. Someone who knows what it's like to be a grandma. And here we go. I got some questions. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2. Going to put you on the spot here. You are our, our biblical expert. <laughs> All right, here we go. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. We're talking about some things that Mary was highly favored, but when she said yes to what God was going to do in her life, some things she may not have known. And how maybe it was feeling going through that journey, okay? All right, here. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Now listen real closely, okay? All right, here we go. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken for the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his hometown to register so listen to this. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, to a town of David, because he belonged to the house of David and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who he was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Here's the question for you. You are nine months pregnant with your first child. Would you like to go for a donkey ride to Allentown? No. She said no. A donkey ride to Allentown. Because you have to get to Bethlehem, you know. Um, you, have to get, you have to get there. A donkey ride at nine months pregnant. What, what, what's going to happen? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. You know what? When Mary was told she's going to have a baby, it was awkward. Her life became awkward. And then here it is, the baby Jesus, God's son. And he said, you know what? You know, Mary, you're going to go on a trip on a donkey's back while you're nine months pregnant. So good answer. Good answer. You, you are right there. You are right there. All right. Here's another verse, another part of something that Mary didn't know. So she didn't know she was going to go on a trip at nine, you know, nine months pregnant. So here's the next one. It's out of verse 5, at verse 6. It says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Okay, this is your first baby again. Or think about this little baby down here. What if there was no room? You just traveled. Well, neither, you're in a different town and now your firstborn baby is being born in an animal stable. How would you feel about that? That's scary, but God's promise is his promise. His Ooh. promise Come on. It's God's son is now being born in a stable. Now, I grew up on a farm. Now, this is where I'm an expert. I grew up on a farm. We had sheep. We had cows. We had horses. And you know what? In the stable, the stable... The animals don't go outside to use the facilities. <laughs> Mary gave birth to the Son of God on top of animal excrement. But you know what? 
I hear that once you have a baby, you forget some of the challenges, so here you go. I want you to hang on to this baby just for a moment. That is a 1985 homemade cabbage patch, kid. Not even kidding. So take good care of it. It's very precious, very precious to my mother. So there it is, cabbage patch, kid, you got it. All right, so. All right, here's another thing that Mary may not have known. So she didn't know she was gonna go on a journey nine months pregnant. She, was, she didn't know she was gonna have the Son of God in a stable. Here's another thing. She didn't know that she was gonna misplace God's Son. Look at Luke 2, 41. It says, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. 12-year-old staying behind. Thinking he was the, in their company, they traveled on for a day, and they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Everyone who heard him answer, was, was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Now, can I ask you a question? Um, can you give me the baby for a moment? Because, see, you had the baby, you lost the baby. Um, you miss, Mary misplaced the Son of God for three days. I'm sure she didn't know this was going to happen. She wouldn't know when to look for him. Have you ever misplaced any of your children or grandchildren? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> It's getting warm up here. No, 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 no. She's, she's being honest. Honesty is good. She could have lied. How, how long was, was your child misplaced? Only for a few minutes. Only for a few minutes? Oh, thank God. What if you would have misplaced one for three days? I couldn't have lived with myself. What if, what if you misplaced one for three days and it was the Son of God? Do you think it may have caused a fight between Mary and Joseph? Joseph, it was your time to look for him, uh, hang out with him. Well, I thought you had him. It's, it's, it's your son. <laughs> they could have gotten into a fight, right? They were anxiously searching for the lost son of God. Now, as, as Jesus got older, Mary watched him grow, watched him do things that nobody else did. He started teaching things that no one else did. And I'm sure it's exciting. I'm sure when you watch your children grow up, you start to see them doing things. You're going, oh my goodness, look at my child. They're doing so ama amazing things. But then it came to a moment after Jesus was teaching and healing and changing lives, the crowd turned on him. And they started to hate him. Have you ever had experience with any of your kids getting picked on by other people? That hurts. That hurt. I want to thank you for sharing. That hurts. Mary's watching the Son of God, the one that she gave birth to. I want to thank you for being so honest. Because these things hurt. Sometimes life hurts. But God 
He's always there. And it got so bad that they took Jesus and they crucified him. And they killed him. I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I don't know if anyone's lost a child. I don't know what that's like. I can't even imagine the hurt. But there is Mary. She's raising the Son of God. She had all these promises, all these challenges. And now they took her son and they crucified him. And he's dead. He's gone. And for a couple of days, can you even imagine what that would be like? No, I hope I never have to. Oh, that's hard. But that's the journey that they were on. That's the journey that Mary said yes to. She said, may it be as you say, I will let you overshadow my life. My life is going this way, but now it's taking it this way. Whatever the journey is. She said, whatever the journey is, don't take that lightly. Whatever the journey is, she said yes to. Sometimes we say, yes, the journey, as long as things are good. As long as things work out for me. Mary said, I will do as you say. You know, I want to thank you, Kathy. I want to thank you for being so transparent with us today. Coming on the stage, your life has been overshadowed today by the family of grace here. You came here to watch your baby get dedicated, and somehow you've ended up on the stage helping to preach a message. You're going, my goodness, what happened? God does this all the time with people. He wants us to say yes, to be willing to go where he asks us to go, even to a stable. You know, Kathy, I'm going I'm to help walk you back to your stage. I want to give you this, this blanket. This is a brand new blanket. You get to take this along. Uh, whenever you use it, uh, you know, thank you so much for helping to share our message. Let me, let me help you get back down here. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing so tenderly from your heart. You know, Mary's journey wasn't as simple as some of our Christmas songs make it sound. Oh, those songs take us to a whole different place, and sometimes our life is such a mess that we say, God, I, I need something else to think about. And you know, Mary's journey helped Jesus, one, come from the Father to the earth, and then grow to a point where he could become the sacrifice for our sins. Her life's journey was a long time. And the challenge she faced went on from time to time to time. But she looked to where God was taking her, taking her son. And when Jesus died, I'm sure it was hurtful, but when he rose from the dead, she could say, thank you. Thank you, God. I see what you've done. Sometimes we're going through troubled times. You know, Mary was initially troubled when she heard what was going to happen. Her life became overshadowed by God. She was going one direction, and all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord said, no, we're going to go this direction if you are willing. 
And Mary said, said yes. You know, some of us are troubled by our life circumstances. We go through tough things and we say, God, why? Why me, Lord? Why is this happening to me? That's a good question to ask. Because we might be having trouble to see past our problem. When we look at the problem in front of us, we can't see what God's doing. When Mary was going through those challenges, she couldn't see Jesus being raised from the dead. She took it at faith. But we're having trouble seeing what our circumstances are doing. Sometimes we need to simply say, God, I need to look closer to your word. I need to look closer to who you really are. God, I want more of you in my life. I haven't given you everything. I've given you part, but I haven't given you all. Some of us, our lives have been overshadowed. You can be sitting here thinking, my life wasn't supposed to be this way. My life was supposed to be something different. But this happened. And now I can't go on. I've talked to some people who've dealt with challenges. They said, for 14, 15 years, I'm stuck because this bad thing happened. And they could never get past the problem of thinking, my life wasn't supposed to be this. And I think sometimes if my life wasn't supposed to be this, what was it supposed to be? I'm on the journey. Could Mary have been sitting in that stable going, my life wasn't supposed to be like this. This is the Son of God. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you ended up here today. Someone brought you. You say, my life is a mess. You say, I how dare you say, no, no, no. Some people live in a mess and they don't even know it. And they're saying, God, I just need to find you. And so that you can help make sense of my mess. Because when you know Jesus, you can look at the mess and say, okay, God, this is a season. This is a place to pass through. You look to God for his word, his answers. Without God, I see no hope. There was no hope for me. At a very difficult season in my life. I wanted God to answer a prayer more than any prayer in my life. For 45 years, I lived a Mary Poppins life. You say, Mary Poppins, why are you talking about her? Because everything was possible. My mind was said that everything was possible. I grew up learning about God. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up learning that everything was possible because every story in God's word, even when David faced the Goliath, he overcame him. And everything was possible and everything that I prayed for had an answer. And I finally hit a season. You say, Todd, it took you 45 years. I know. I know. Some have hit those journeys at 16 20, 25. And I'm looking at the guy and say, God, I need you to change this. I need you to change this. you got to answer this prayer. And I was on this pathway. I'm going, God, I, I don't want to go this way. 
I know you're going to come through. I know there's going to be the shaft of light from heaven. And you're going to change it. You're going to fix it. You're going to fix all the problems. And on the journey, I'm looking at the path. And I know, I know that God makes our path straight. He moves the mountains. And I knew God was going to move this mountain. I said, God, you've got to move this mountain. Prayed that for day after day after day after day for a whole season. And I got to the point I knew that God wasn't going to move the mountain. I said, God, at least let me look around the mountain. Help me to see to the other side. And God's spirits made, why is it so important that you see the other side? So I, I need to know what's going to happen. I need to know how it's going to turn out. And God said, don't worry about the mountain. Don't worry about what's on this side of it. That side, this side, or this side. His spirit said to me, I am on all sides of the mountain. I'm on this side. I'm on this side. I'm on this side. I'm on this side. Right now, I just want you to trust me by faith that I'm going to get you to where you need to be. Just like he did for each person in the Bible. Just like he did for Kathy today. Kathy, you got here because you came to see a baby. Get dedicated. He got you to the stage to help me talk about God's word. God does it all the time. Here's a song that I want to end with. See, God didn't move my mountain. He ended up moving the mountain in me. Sometimes God doesn't move. He says, the mountain is fine where it's at. You just let that be there. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of that mountain. But he moved the mountain in me. God is good. His word is great. And he'll see you through. We're going to play a song. At the end of the song, if there's something you're hanging on to, something that happened 15, 20, something that stopped you, I'm going to invite you to come up to the front. I want to pray for you so you can move on. You're stuck there. You're on a journey. You're not here to be stuck. You're here to move on. Let's... Let's play a song. Thank you.